Hello there, this is Sarah Ashley with Nerds on Film. Are you tired of walking around topless? Well, I know I am. That's why I went to nerdonomy.com and purchased one of the many humorous t-shirts that we have to offer. Not only does it support our new media endeavor, but it also keeps me from being arrested. Thanks for listening. On film with Sarah Ashley, Kevin Satorius, Brian Moriarty, and Sean Moriarty. So, guys, uh, in preparation for tonight's podcast, I thought since you know fall is right around the corner, looking back on this past you know cavalcade of uh, movies, if you could star in one of the summer blockbusters that was released this year, what would it be and why? Can I go first? If you already have your answer. I do. Yes. I would love to be chosen instead of Amanda Seyfried for Loveless, <laughs> for Linda Loveless in the movie Loveless, because I know Loveless. for a fact I can fit some pretty big shit down my throat. I'm not going to say how or why, but I've won a lot of money and ended a lot of bets doing this. They're, they're may I, don't, may I feel like she was not a good enough, because honestly, that role, it's all about how far you can get a dick down your throat. And I know I haven't had a dick down my throat, but I've had things resembling a dick down my throat and i feel I'm like i pretend just you're the new york better. knicks <laughs> <laughs> there there may or may not be photographic evidence of this out there on the internet somewhere shut the fuck up brian it used to be on the internet then i took it off because i realized i'm not an idiot <laughs> but then you forgot to realize that facebook owns everything once you put it on the internet there's no taking it off it exists somewhere on google's it does on google's there is the internet yes. is not written in pencil it's written in ink Social network. Yeah, they, boom. Boom. Social network. Um, well, I was about to say, Sean, if you have the moobs, then I think you could pull off Loveless pretty well. Oh, I got moobs. They're there hairy. Are, I'd have to do some sort of There like, is a no picture of treatment. Sean as Goldilocks with full with beard. Fuck and you, beard. Brian. And Come beard. on, man. And wig. <laughs> and cleavage. Oh, to which he did gold. not shave his chest. Please it tell is me, horrifying and awesome at the same time. Please tell time. me you did like a, a Daisy Duke style uh, with your shirt so we could see your belly button. <laughs> no, but I was wearing like lace, uh, like knee-high panties kind of thing. Oh. Like What do they call them? Like pantyhose type things, but they were knee-high with lace around them. And I wore a leopard print bra under it. Because I needed somewhere to put my shit, and honestly, I could fit my phone, my keys, and my wallet all in there, and it filled it out nicely. When Sean was doing theater, his secret desire was to be Frankenfurter. Uh, yeah. Fuck you. Okay. Actually, I was going to say, for the third time, I was going to say fuck you, but that's really true, and I'm not. Ups- I'm, I'm proud of it. Don't be ashamed of that. That's a good one. How do you do I? <laughs> See, you've met my faithful handyman. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a bit put out because when Don't you not, he thought you were Don't a candy man. <laughs> I did not want to be Frankfurter. That's all. Lies. How do you do? I <laughs> see you met my. All right, okay. so Sean with Loveless. Uh, who's got another one? That was a joke. Can I really do my real? Oh, one? okay. All right, I want to be Superman in motherfucking Man of Steel. I, I, I kind of have to agree with that one. Cop out. Really? Cop out. Did That's you ever think of a situation out. where I wouldn't want to be Superman? Come on. Is there well, any situation where you wouldn't want to look like fucking Henry Cavill? See? Yes. Yeah, but you wouldn't look like him. You would be you Here's in a picture that of Sean as zombie Billy Mays. <laughs> this was... <laughs> This is the year That's after a, he died. Of that a, was of a no. Coke that was like weeks after. Yeah, yeah my well my time. brother did that with Steve Irwin. Oh, oh. oh he put his thing on. Do you guys see chest? this? No, he he mm. wore all khakis. Had a. Uh, 
had like blood like around his midsection and had a stuffed stingray and he would just be like ugh crikey <laughs> <laughs> that's wow. funny see it's funny to make fun of celebrities who died recently yeah of course <laughs> yeah i would want to be in great gatsby definitely can't say i'm surprised who would you want to be in great gatsby actually probably jordan baker yeah yeah because she had she's all the barely in the movie she's in the movie, movie for like five minutes She's in it enough. Yeah, uh, actually, I would say. And it's and she's to kind 10 of minutes. like got that like kind of like that sarcastic, like, snobby thing going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. I'm I just saying, it. Sarah, you're setting women back like 50 years with your comments right now. Like, <laughs> how? <laughs> what? How? No, I'm just I'm just being an asshole. Okay. Continue. I was like, I'm like, don't try to challenge oh me my on God, feminist shit. It. Oh my <laughs> God! Oh, there it is. I just sent you the picture of me as Goldilocks. Oh, uh, here you go. Hold on, Sarah. Sarah, here you go. <laughs> can we tweet this, please? Wow. Yeah, when you can re- tweet the living shit we, out of when it. When we release the episode, holy That's Jesus. Awesome. Oh, my goodness. That's really awesome. That wow, is John. hilarious. I got a lot of numbers. <laughs> a lot. I bet. <laughs> they were all from dudes who looked pretty scary, but it still it flattered me. I felt... <laughs> it made me feel pretty. <laughs> Um, all right, so then if Brian's choice is really going to be Superman and Man of Steel, um, which is my real choice too, don't forget, I don't really. Oh, I know you called it first. You want to be the robot in Pacific Rim, don't you? No, as much as I do want to be one of the uh, the pilots for Pacific Rim, I actually wanted to be in Monsters University. Really? Oh, yeah, nice. To be a really weird-looking monster uh, going onto a college campus that is surreal and you know kind of similar to humans, but at the same time, I get to meet. Sully and Mike Wazowski. Come on. I, I, I would love to do that. That would be so much fun. But you'd be a voice actor, so you wouldn't... It's Pixar. <laughs> let's, let's, let's be fair. For those who, who have met Kevin, and I mean this as the highest form of conflict, <laughs> Kevin is a Muppet. Yeah, no, he's a Muppet. Ah! Waka he's, a total, waka. he's a total Muppet. And so that's not too far from uh, from reality. Basically, if we just I... put blue hair on you, I think, or green hair... So I maybe think that'll could... be, that's what I'll be for Halloween. I'll be the Muppet version of Kevin. Yeah, oh you should God. just walk around with like Eric or Brian or Dave's hand to like up, up my your ass, ass. <laughs> <laughs> and walk around. As as Brian is drinking water, I'll just recite like Shakespeare or something. <laughs> we just need to put sticks behind your arms, and then someone with a hand up your ass, and then we can do your whole. There you go. You know, you just described my Friday night. <laughs> um, but. All right, fine. If you guys don't like the Monsters University no, answer. No, no, I'm just saying, like, it, no, it's good. Like, that's a good one to do. Like, you want to be a voice actor yeah. for that. But I'm just saying you wouldn't and actually get to meet I think he'd want his likeness computer generated. See? Exactly. And that's actually the brilliant thing I love about Pixar is that they'll take little bits and pieces of the real actor or actress and add them onto the character. Just little, little hints of it. Like, whether it's, you know, resembling someone's eyes or their facial structure. So that way, I'd be immortalized into a Pixar animated character. Done. On that note, welcome to Nerds on Film. I'm Sean Moriarty. I'm Brian Moriarty. I'm Sarah Ashley. And I'm Kevin Sidorius. That sounds so dirty the way you say it, Sean. Well, I thought he was, he was going. I thought he was going for the NPR version of Nerds I'm on Film. The, no, I'm more going for like the. You're listening to the Quiet Storm. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to Smooth. We've got jazz. Marvin Gaye followed by. <laughs> Otis Redding. That's also the kind of voice you give with your significant other, other at like two o'clock in the morning. Like, do, do you want to have sex? No. Can I? Can I? Put okay. You <laughs> and then you go back. Or, to sleep. or you could pull the Aziz Ansari and pull in the R and B voice. Girl, I say girl. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I actually, that sounded not bad, and I'm kind of recovering from allergies, so yay me. 
Cool. Well, <laughs> welcome everyone. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I want to give you all congratulations. We have reached one year yeah. on this podcast. Slow clap. Yeah. Oh, I was like, Hell why yeah. are you clapping at me? Oh, well done. <laughs> Yay! Clap so loud. Yes, we do. It needs to sound more impressive than it really is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But that's yeah, really because cool. we were raised around Century Theaters, where they used to do that. Do you remember? Do you remember the Century Theaters like oh, yeah. song that everybody clapped to da, in the very da, beginning da. of movies? <laughs> yeah. What? What's, what's the yeah, Friends? The theme Century playing? Theaters theme would start playing. It goes dun 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 dun, and the whole audience would go. There was like a clap along thing you could wow. do with it. Oh wow! It wasn't really a clap along. It was just something that culturally, it was a cultural phenomenon. Anybody that went to those it's movies, still a clap along. Century, it just it was like a 21, 22, 24. Oh, actually, it's funny you mentioned that. I remember going to see Prometheus at midnight um, last summer, and straight up, uh, this was in Santa Cruz. One of the theaters, it's a Regal Cinemas, totally has like the whole roller coaster riding on um, riding on film. It has like the popcorn and the jujubes and whatnot. Um, and right when the colonel pops right in front of the roller coaster, everyone went, ah, and their arms were all up in the air like they were riding a roller coaster. And it was a theater full of, like, 18 to 50-year-olds. It was hilarious. So, yes, nice. cultural phenomenon. I was participant in one of those. Somebody needs to take an IMAX camera and put it on a roller coaster and then put that in it. That would be amazing. Aww. I would actually, want to put it in a motion ride. Yeah. Actually, I tried to do that when I was at Cedar Point in Ohio, and I had my GoPro, not an IMAX camera, uh, and they were like, no, sir, you can't do that. And I was so pissed because I bought a head strap for it and everything and couldn't even use it. That's bullshit. That is bullshit. Would have been fine. So, yeah, summer 2013, so guys. So, one year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We're one year old. We've gone on to talking feat. about superhero movies to talking about superhero movies. <laughs> well, not much has so changed in the, way of, in the world of cinema in the past year. And what are you talking about? There was a revolution. Really? Viva la revolution. Les Mis? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Iron Man 3 lowered the bar for superhero sequels if you didn't <laughs> On a notice. substantial yep. scale. Yep, that's for sure. Yet it still made it a billion dollars. Bad. No, I really enjoyed it, but I recognized it as way weaker than the last two. And what they did to the Mandarin, I will never forget and never sure. forgive. Sure, sure. Actually, uh, I, I will give them balls for that because never has. You will give them balls? Yes, here we go. Uh, Marvel, here are some balls. <laughs> <laughs> You lost them in Spider-Man 3, before. you get them back. Exactly. Uh, but I will give them balls for uh, pulling that type of ending with Iron Man 3 because I've never seen something like that before and I totally didn't see it coming either. So. It was yeah, definitely... but when I saw Requiem for a Dream, I had never seen that before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen two girls go ass to ass for cocaine before. It's not like it, but that we should write about it. <laughs> Sean, what are you saying? But you should bring it up like it. every five episodes. I really enjoy that movie. I like, know people you do. go. I saw that movie once, and I can never. I never have to see it again. Or they say, "You could just show that movie instead of putting people through dare, and kids will never do drugs." Well, I watch it at least once a year, and I'm like. God, this makes me feel so great that my life isn't as horrible as these people. Yeah. Let's be fair. You cannot unsee that movie. Just like Human Centipede. Exactly. I, I've got a story to share, but it's got to get cut. <laughs> I Aww. did. Does I'm, it have to? Well, I'd rather it did. It's like All the other ones were like documentaries except for Requiem for a Dream. And, and was, Requiem for a Dream, ladies and gentlemen. And I was like, that was the first time I had ever seen it. And I was just like... 
mortified. I was horrified. And there you have it. And there you have it. So, yeah. Um, so, Kevin, we basically decided for this episode that we were going to do a recap of not our past year, but rather of the movies we've seen and our experiences with them yeah. over the past three months. Because it's yeah. been unusual, actually. What did it, I do with my summer vacation? Yeah, exactly. Um, so <laughs> What did it, I do with my... I saw Man of Steel seven times. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> Hi, Dr. Nick. <laughs> so uh, to prepare for this episode, I did two lists that I compiled. I compiled all the movies that I saw and how many times I saw it in what format. And then I compiled all the Jesus. notable. Jesus. Yeah, I know. I saw Jaws twice and Betamax, and then I watched it on DVD once and Blu-ray twice. This is Next. this is Kevin. Yes, this is, <laughs> as Brian loves to say, this is nerds on film, folks. This is nerds on film, but this is also Kevin. <laughs> so go on. Yeah. All right. So, um, so the second list that I compiled was all of the notable releases for the summer, which include like you know big studios, and surprisingly, for the first time in recent memory, in terms of what I can remember. Yes, in terms of revenue, the big summer blockbusters took home the most money, but small independent films got all of the best accolades critically and uh, in terms of professional critics and by audiences as well. Did you include television movie releases? I did not. I, I included theatrical releases. Because I may have one to talk about later. Excellent. <laughs> Why did his voice get like so... <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of creeped out, actually. Uh, you know what? Actually, okay. Sean, I I'm loving this, like, 2 a.m. DJ Sean yeah. on the mic. <laughs> it's Sean Welcome after to dark. Welcome film, everybody. <laughs> Tonight, we're going to listen to the dulcet tones of Brian Moriarty singing Blank from Les Miserables. <laughs> or see everything from Les Miserables. Uh, <laughs> you guys be careful what you wish for. Yeah, you'll actually do oh, it. Oh, Jesus, stop. <laughs> no. You're just cutting it There's off right no now. There's no karaoke machine anywhere near Brian right now, right? No. Correct. Okay, good. We're Don't safe. need one. <laughs> yeah, and then if he starts singing, then I start singing, and it's just... And then I start crying, because I can't sing. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, what, what the hell? <laughs> well, actually, I can. It's just very selective songs. Okay. Like oh uh, singing Randy Newman's voice and the song You Got a Friend in Me. You got a, you friend. Got a friend in me. <laughs> and then... Um, Anyway, all right, so I'll, I'll guess I'll hit it off then. I thought in terms of the format this evening, I know how much you love lists, but this is the only way that I could come up with it. I thought, what if we went through month by month, I would go over the notable releases, and then we just, you know, find a way to talk about whether this one was good, worth seeing, or why did this come out, or why did this come out? How's that sound? Go for it. Dear all God, right. why? Exactly. <laughs> so, first up, uh, for the month of May, we had, obviously, Iron Man 3. Dear uh, God, Why? <laughs> Um, we had Great Gatsby. We had Tyler Perry Presents Peoples. Um, <laughs> Dear God, what? why? It's a notable release. Was it? Yes, it was. Okay. It was, it was a, technically, it was a studio release. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you shot the webcam instead. <laughs> Sean, delay. <laughs> that sound that you're hearing is, uh, is one of our gifts. Brian decided to make a very generous contribution to all the nerds, and he bought us all Nerf guns, and we're extremely excited, and I can't wait to take mine home and mod it and turn it into a steampunk gun. Yep. And to all of our dear nerds listening, you're going to see a lot of pictures involving Nerf guns and possibly recreating very famous gun-drawn scenes from movies. And folks, so. if you ever come over to my house and we use my pool, we can do a total Nerf pool party combo. That would Ooh. be amazing. Double threat. A cool pool party. <laughs> we're going to have to do it before September's up, because after September, it's going to 
gonna start getting. Yeah, cold. good luck. Yeah. We, we, we probably do it, like a Saturday night. Can it be an evil person. Nerf pool party? <laughs> da 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. Sorry. So for the rest of May, um, we also had Star Trek Into Darkness. Yep. We had the Aaron Eckhart European vehicle called Erased. And then we had the small independent film Francis Ha. We also had The Hangover Part 3. We had the CGI animated movie uh, Epic. We had Fast and Furious 6. We had Before Midnight. And then the documentary We Steal Secrets, the story of WikiLeaks. And then finishing off the month, we had Now You See Me, The East, the Kings of Summer, Shadow Dancer, and then, unfortunately, After Earth. Wow. So, is it really sad that the only movie I saw repeatedly this summer was Fast, and, Fur- Fast and Furious 6? <laughs> no. I saw that twice. I did, too. But both times we're at the drive-in, so, I mean, it's not really that bad. It's not a second time at the drive-ins? Yeah, so it was playing after Despicable Me 2. Oh. <laughs> what? So, I know, it's so What weird. an odd pairing. I guess, although I would say that technically I saw it one and a half times because I fell asleep the second time. Okay. <laughs> so. I gotta tell you, though, I, all right, so for me, in the month of May, I saw Iron Man 3 three times, um, I saw The Great Gatsby twice, I saw Star Trek Into Darkness three times, I saw Fast and Furious 6 twice, I saw The Hangover Part 3 once, and then I saw Now You See Me twice. All right, Kevin, you got to tell me. This is I feel terrible about this because I wrote in a blog I wrote for Anatomy saying the five summer movies I'm dying to see. Yes. Hangover 3 was pretty high on that list and yep. I didn't even fucking see it. Oh, <laughs> How that's was okay. it? That's okay. It actually All right, so better than all, the second one is all I was expecting. Oh, obviously. Um, the funniest part about the movie I thought in retrospect is that technically there is no hangover in this movie until the post-credit scene. No. Oh, Go that's figure. Weird. Yeah, but the post-credit scene is it's nuts. It's so fucking nuts, but it was hilarious. Um, the movie itself was pretty good. It was watchable. I don't need to own it type of thing. Definitely doesn't live up to the first one, right? No. Okay. No way. Yeah, that was one of the ones I missed. I saw Man of Steel. I saw... Well, we're not in June or July yet. I saw Gatsby, Iron Man 3, Star Trek Into Darkness, Fast and Furious 6. Those are the ones I saw in May. Cool. I feel so bad for not seeing Fast and Furious 6. Everybody says it's so awesome. It's it no, was, it, was it was so fucking awesome awful. Movie. So I it was saw, stupid awesome. It was a waste of my life. I saw Iron Man 3. But you saw it twice, and it I, was that awful. <laughs> I fell asleep the second time. Oh, you, how could you fall asleep looking at Vin Diesel's pecs combined yeah. with that? I'm, I'm, I'm actually really not attracted to Vin Diesel And whatsoever. all the baby oil Even jokes. Riddick Vin Diesel? No, not at all. Whoa, Sean, you got this all wrong. Vin Diesel looks the best in the pacifier. Come on now. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I thought that was on the short list of movies we'd never mention. We agreed oh, on it. Oh, shit, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that I... and, like, The Rock as the Tooth Fairy. Oh, uh, the pacifier? Oh, uh, yeah, the pacifier. The oh, no, wait, that wasn't, that wasn't the Tooth Fairy one. The pacifier no, was, was the just, one No, where... that one was just called The Tooth Fairy. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. The With pacifier the was the one where he was... And Julie Andrews. A, he was, like, like a, a babysitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he was, like, a Navy SEAL or some shit. Because yes, the family was under a threat of a terrorist or oh, something like that. Sakes. Exactly. His, and it was a Disney movie. The father was it reminded a scientist. Me of Mr. Nanny with Literally, Hulk the father Hogan. was a scientist who had developed some sort of thing, and he was being sold out to the North Koreans. Of course. This is the actual <laughs> plot of the movie. Of course. Wow. Um, so for May, for me, it was Iron Man 3, Great Gatsby, Star Trek. Actually, I saw everything on this list except for Hangover Part 3. Oh, so you saw now you saw Me too. I did. We actually, Kevin and I yep. saw it together. Was that one good? Together. 
Yeah, it's actually pretty good. I in, wanted to see it. In fact, the movie made like $161 million domestically, and worldwide it earned $300 million, and they already are making the sequel, and yeah. the same director is going to come back. The thing I think it's really Some countries is, are still more mesmerized by magic than we are. And Morgan Freeman. Well, I will say the entire, the entire movie is actually one big magic trick. It is. Which is uh, really clever, I thought. So, in my opinion, I think even though Iron Man 3 uh, got the most money, I think Star Trek Into Darkness was my favorite for the month of May. Um, as much as fun as I had with Fast and Furious 6, because I did see it twice, I think it, Star Trek Into Darkness was my most anticipated movie of the summer, and for me it lived up to the expectations. But that's just me. I agree with you, Kevin. I Thank really you, enjoyed Star Trek Into Darkness. Probably my favorite movie of May. I, I... saw Iron Man 3 one more time than I saw <laughs> Into Darkness, but I felt like the third time I saw Iron Man 3, it was to see should I go see, I'm going to go see this again to really see whether it's great or not. Am I sure that this movie is Am that? I sure that this yeah. movie sucks because the action's great and I love seeing Pepper kind Kick of ass. you know take charge, but mm-hmm. at the same time I was like, fuck Ben Kingsley, why? <laughs> I loved Iron Man 3 until it became Lethal Weapon 5. Oh, Brian. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right. I mean, it's pretty much that it is long and the short of it. Star Trek in the Darkness, I gotta say, I, I only saw it once, and the more it's ruminated in my brain, I was actually disappointed by it. Because it was too episodic. I feel like there was, there was almost too much res- resolution in that movie. I don't really want to take sides here, but fuck you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally say that I, well, I. Really enjoyed Star Trek Into Darkness, so that was probably my number two for the month. Mm-hmm. Um, my number one was Gatsby. I, I, I would expect nothing less. Well, like, you know, and I could say that being like really stereotypical, but the thing is, like, you know, despite what a lot of critics and you know some of my fellow friends say, I really don't care. I am a total yeah, Gatsby was fan. actually really good. So, I'm glad, yeah, yeah, I'm glad I saw it a second time. I'm actually I'm really sad that I missed Francis Hawk because that was one I've been looking. I've been waiting for that one to come out, yeah. and then I missed it, and I'm Same. just going to wait till DVD. What so. was the premise of Francis Hawk? Because I don't remember it. <sighs> I hate to say this, but I forgot the premise too. I'm gonna to have to watch the trailer again. But it's it got rave reviews, and unfortunately, it didn't play uh, anywhere near where I lived, and so unfortunately, I missed out on it. Yeah, so that was an independent release. Correct. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. So this is the uh, the plot synopsis for Francis Ha, and I'm gonna read it straight off of IMDb or IFC Films has the quote on it, but it's just it's so good. It says. Frances lives in New York, but she doesn't really have an apartment. Frances is an apprentice for a dance company, but she's not really a dancer. Frances has a best friend named Sophie, but they aren't really speaking anymore. Frances throws herself headlong into her dreams, even as their possible reality dwindles. Frances wants so much more than she has, but lives her life with unaccountable joy and lightness. I immediately want to see that movie. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) All right. Ready to move on to June? I know Brian is. Mm-hmm. His hard on is so big, it's tilting the table. <laughs> Don't give him more credit Brian, than he deserves, Brian, Kevin. Brian, Brian, turn I away from my face. That's <laughs> actually an understatement, and I will point it wherever the fuck I want. <laughs> so, starting off the month of June with the internship, uh, The Purge, Joss Whedon's Much Ado About Nothing. And oh, I wanted to see that too. I fuck. know, I know. Uh, and Violet and Daisy. Uh, that also was followed by This Is the End, Man of Steel, The Bling Ring, Monsters University, World War Z, and then ended the month with The Heat, White House Down, Byzantium, I'm So Excited, and Redemption. 
So you can tell this is definitely when I started getting extremely preoccupied with my friend's wedding because I only saw Man of Steel. <laughs> Out of all of those, uh, I only saw Man of Steel. Does anybody else feel like all those movie titles were like journal entries for them that month? Because yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Can I see that list again? Byzantium yeah, sure. for sure. So for me, um, I saw a lot of those movies. When I get my list back, I'll go through them one by one. Okay, um, I'm so really upset at myself because I had been looking forward to Byzantium since the beginning of this year because, if I'm not mistaken, I think Neil Gaiman actually helped write the script for this movie and it's about um, a mother and daughter who are vampires living in modern days and trying to not get ah, discovered. that's why I didn't see it. You said vampires. I'm just over anything related to vampires. I know, vampires but this, this is point. not anything to do with the motherfucking Twilight shit. I know it's not, but at this, uh, but that and True Blood and yeah, a I'm myriad of other fucking things have turned me off of vampire shit but, for like 20 but years. Neil Gaiman was involved with this movie. Uh, dude, it t- it's going to take more. I love Neil Gaiman with all my heart, but it's going to take a lot more than his touch to is it turn Gaiman me back onto Gaiman? any vampire sure related it's shit. Neil whatever whatever it, it is, okay. it's fine. Uh, you know, Sean, you're protest- protesting a little too much because now you're starting to make me think that you're a closet Twihard. Ooh. Uh-uh. Ooh. What, really? I saw the first 15 minutes of Twilight and just said, uh, this is not for me. And that's the, all that I've seen of it. I couldn't get past the opening credits. <laughs> um, There's another problem. Opening credits, 15 minutes long. <laughs> Sean secretly likes Jokes. to uh, sprinkle himself with pale white glitter. No, uh, motherfucker. Brian, I, I was into <laughs> vampire shit up until like Blade too and that's when i was like mm. i loved Anne rice novels i read a couple of them when i was younger which was odd knock the devil <laughs> i remember that and the vampire Lestat. i read i read interview with the vampire could not um, get through okay that. so for me for this june list i only saw the internship you saw it no no i did see the internship it was okay <gasps> oh uh, no i saw the, that i did see the internship which one was, which one was that again that was the one that was with the, the vince vaughn yeah, and vince. owen wilson oh, google. Oh, at google yeah, it was the google. biggest it was it was wedding crashers but it was google crashers what i think was hilarious about that movie was that like being that we were in the bay area how much they did a mashup of all the main spots like like it was no big deal for them like they're at google campus and then 15 minutes they're at the golden gate bridge no it does no. not work that way listeners to get from mountain view to san francisco if you could do it in 15 minutes all you are more Superman. power to you. Yeah. You or can do it in 15 speeding. minutes with a sports car at 4 a.m. when there's no traffic, maybe. Yep. Yeah. With a Tesla S. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see much to do about nothing, even though I really wanted to. Uh, yeah, I was pissed at myself for not seeing that. Um, pretty much that, Man of Steel, Monsters University, and The Heat. I'm um, still really in So I, I, got, I managed I to see at least one Monsters for each University. week, I think, of the month. Uh, um, <clears> actually, uh, this was announced yesterday. Monsters University has actually just passed $700 million worldwide. Wow. Nice. I and love that fucking movie. I do, too. And, it was um, so good. World War Z has passed $500 million worldwide. Nice. I also was pleasantly surprised by that Same. movie with all the shit that happened Same. with the making of it. Yeah. I was so worried, but and, and I feel like maybe, I don't know, maybe my low expectations going into it might have had something to do with why I enjoyed it so much, but I still enjoyed it. Um, I saw that with uh, my youngest brother, and uh, we were we were very interested in seeing this, and we are also on the fence at the same time, and we just decided one afternoon, just screw it, we're going to go see it, and I was gripping my armrest. That movie was intense, especially it that was. third act, which was completely rewritten. They um, should just warn you when you go in there, movie may induce ulcer. <laughs> In two hours and 30 minutes. May tighten your sphincter like never before. (laughs) I don't think we need to talk much about Man of Steel because we've had several episodes dedicated to sharing our opinions. Great. Just for the record, uh, Kevin and I liked it. So did Sean. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Sarah had issues but didn't hate it. 
Um, no, I didn't hate it, but that's because it takes a lot for me and, to uh, hate a David movie. David thought it sucked, so focus yep. all of your hatred on no, David. I, no, I... You can send Dave hate I mail. Will definitely, <laughs> in D- Dave's defense, I would definitely say that I disliked it, but I didn't, like, hate it, hate it. It wasn't, like, the worst thing I've ever seen. I just walked away going, well, that was not what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> well... I will say this, Well, Sean. it was awesome, just like California Adventure, so suck it. Suck it. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sean, I got to tell you, um, hey, if Dave can recant on California Adventure, he and he did, did. sort of. He did, sort, sort of. of. Then he it, recanted? Okay. Sort of. So what a pussy. I was having, Dave, you're a pussy. <laughs> I was having this conversation with Dave over Facebook chat, and uh, because he had just gotten back from uh, California Adventure uh, and Disneyland, and I was like, uh, well, and I asked him, did you go to California Adventure? He's like, yeah. I'm like, so? And he's like, it's not as bad as I thought. And I'm like, aha! And then I immediately posted it to Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) It's just between you and me, Dave. It's just between you and me. No, no, I told him. I was like, I'm posting this shit to Facebook. And it basically says, proving once again, Sarah's right, sort of. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Sean, getting to know you the past year, I will tell you this. I think if you see this is the end, you may have found your almost perfect movie. I'm just going to put that out there. Because I, yeah, that's one I really wanted to see, but it's because of where I work, the summertime is the busiest time oh, for me. So I don't doubt I, it. I, I, the weird thing is, is every summer I see my favorite movies like a hundred times. Like last summer, I saw The Avengers six times, yes. and I saw The Dark Knight Rises five times, and I don't remember anything else that summer. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, but yes, I will say This is the End uh, is one of the most graphic terrible but most hilarious movie that I've ever seen. It it goes way past where the first hangover went. It goes way beyond that. And I will tell you Does it go past movie forty three? Um yeah, in several respects. Yeah. I saw this with several of my coworkers, um a couple of which who are at least 35 years old. Um, and I saw this uh, at a small theater in uh, Campbell, and there was actually some like 70 and uh, 60 year olds in the audience too, and everyone was laughing. And that movie is graphic too, with just vulgar humor throughout, and some awesomely fucked up cameos too by actors you would not ever Don't see coming. Don't they end up eating one of, the, one of their uh, co-stars at some point? I'm not going to say yes or no. And I do legitimately mean yes or no. I'm not going to say. Okay. If they were going to eat a celebrity, they should eat John Goodman because that would last the longest. <laughs> okay, then. Wow. Uh, not a big Can't John you just Goodman see fan? John Goodman with an apple in his mouth and we're just like, we got to do this. Well, in case anyone's, in case <laughs> on anyone, plate. <laughs> in case anyone's <laughs> wondering, John Goodman is in fact paleo friendly. So, well, there you go. Oh, oh wow! Excellent. What do you know? Yeah, does do, does human flesh count in the paleo diet? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Sweet. It's, it's awesome. It's, a, it's technically real food because the paleo diet is all about anti-processed foods. Yeah, yeah. So it's they don't protein. eat bread, but then they also qualify bread as a processed food, so they don't eat bread or pasta at all. Yeah, which sucks. Bread yeah. and pasta is amazing. Yeah. yeah. I know. Um, I know. And uh, and if you're Domino's, you can put those two things together. <laughs> Red Bull pastas, the ultimate carb decadence. Oh, my God. Actually, just the thought of that is kind of making me nauseous. I ate one once, and then oh. I felt really dirty. I just sat under a cold shower for I an hour. Just, I bet <laughs> you just, just like, fell asleep. You're probably like, I'm so tired. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> My major regret for uh, the movie that I did not get to see in the month of June was actually uh, The Bling Ring. I was really upset at myself for not seeing that because I really wanted you know to see... You know 
Yeah. What is the bling ring? I, I I have to say, being a nerd on film, I'm disappointed in myself. I haven't oh. even heard of it. No, no, that's okay. Um, it's directed by Sofia Coppola, and it's actually based on a true story of these uh, rich, punk-ass teenagers that break into celebrities' homes and start stealing their oh, shit. Oh, that's right. No, I did. I, did, I saw the trailer for this. Yeah. I'm sorry. I and just totally this forgot. this is, uh, M- no, Emma Roberts, mm-hmm. Hermione. Emma Watson. Emma Watson, Watson. thank you. Uh, I'm so sorry, Emma Watson. Uh, This is her, like, not playing... uh, She's playing against type. She's playing a character that she's never played before with a very convincing American accent. Um, As good as it was in Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yeah, she was really good in Perks of Being a Wallflower. Uh, I'm really upset at myself for not seeing that, but... That being said, um, the White House Down was the biggest brain turnoff movie I've seen in years. Like, I tried turning my brain on while I was watching it, and I'm like, no, I can't enjoy this. So I just switched off the drool coming out and everything. But yeah, that movie was a lot of fun if you don't think about it at all whatsoever. Did anyone feel like they tried just a little bit to make Jamie Foxx look like Obama in that movie? Mm, not entirely. No? Not, not entirely. To f- not to fast forward or rewind, I forget which one came out first, but Olympus, Olympus has fallen, fallen compared to White House Down. Which yeah. one would you choose? <sighs> Knowing the history If you of had to watch one for the rest of your life, you had a choice between the two. It would be Olympus has fallen. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. It, and it, that one came out first, right? That's right. Because yeah. the funny thing is White House Down started production long before Olympus has fallen, and Olympus has fallen was shot on like a quarter of the budget and all this other silly nonsense about the movie but i will say this uh if you turn off your brain white house town can actually be quote-unquote fun um what if some of us can't turn off our brains kevin i can't i have a really hard time with that well i I tried but i had a really hard time breathing (laughs) (laughs) Uh, moving on to the month of july we started off the month with a, a very critically and financially successful movie despicable me too and a very which was adorable it was um and a very critically loathed and a very low-earning movie, Lone Ranger, on the same day. Mm. Um, it continued with The Way, Way Back, Coffee Town, Grown Ups 2, Pacific Rim, Fruitvale Station, Turbo, R.I.P.D., Red mm. 2, The Conjuring, uh, Only God Forgives. And then we had The Wolverine, The To-Do List, uh, the documentary Blackfish, Blue Jasmine, and The Smurfs 2. I only saw The Wolverine on that entire list of July movies. You didn't see The Conjuring, dude? We yeah. talked about this. You no, didn't. because uh, I like my don't. shit in the toilet, not my pants. That's right. You don't like The Conjuring. Don't do it. Yes. Don't do uh, it, Kevin. Uh, don't. <laughs> he was about to clap. No, nope, Sean, don't you do it. She <laughs> won't do it. It's fine. It's fine. It's I it's know. Fine. I just so, scared fine. myself, too. I'm, I'm in it with you. What? Keep, no, just keep talking. Okay. Um, I saw... Don't, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> wrong, Brian, you yeah. cocksucker. If you saw the movie, you have to reach your Brian. hands slowly out of an armoire and, and cut just... them ever so slightly, and then... <laughs> we did that the same You're time, like... <laughs> What's <laughs> fucking horrible? Looks like a bird. You look <laughs> like Will Ferrell in one of the Spartan sketches. It didn't scare me. I chuckled a little bit. So you, Sarah, anyway, continue. Hey, I consolation, my hands really hurt. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So, I saw The Conjuring, Despicable Me Too, and I saw Blue Jasmine on that list. Nice. I, I saw Blue Jasmine actually a couple weeks ago. Nice. Oh my god. That is such a good movie, if not for the actual... Like, the story was pretty good, the, you know, pretty typical fish-out-of-water thing. But Kate Blanchett in that movie is remarkable. Like, if anything, go see it for her performance, because oh, it's so... Great 
damn good. I just want to watch her monologue. Doesn't she also like play against type, like playing a character she hasn't played before? Well, I mean, Woody Allen rarely writes movies with female leads, and that's kind of, I mean, Alone is kind of an anomaly, but also casting a really, really good actress. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it only took him this long to actually understand women, because a lot of his other movies are about how he couldn't do that. Right, (laughs) well, and and that's the thing, though, but she's she's a very specific type of woman, and she's actually a very unique individual. Like, man, woman aside, whatever, she's a unique individual, and that's how that part was kind of written, and it was... Ah, uh, it's yeah. just... It's good. Go see it. Everybody it's, go see it. It's on my list. Kudos yeah. to, I'm, I'm going to try to see that soon. Kudos to Woody Allen. Regardless of whether his movies do well or not, he still makes like a movie a year. Yeah. Like yeah. a movie movie every year and a half. Yeah. Because he's Woody Allen. Someone he will always find funding. He'll always find some way of being able to do that. Oh, Midnight in Paris. So good. So I actually didn't really like Midnight uh, in Paris. Brian, all right, no, wait, 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 I get to finally say this. Go to your corner. <laughs> yeah, go to your fucking corner, Brian. Corner, no, Brian. don't say that to us. We actually had to stand in the corner as children. Oh, I no. would have rather been beaten, but our dad made us stand <laughs> at attention in a corner and not move, and it was fucking horrifying. Okay, so Brian, you can come out of your corner up. now. Um, um, just two thoughts on that, hmm. and I'll just let it go. I thought Owen Wilson was very miscast, number one. Number two, it didn't get interesting until they started to time travel. That's the only things I have to say about it. I, I'm actually surprised that looking at this list of movies that came out this summer, July was the one that I saw the most movies in. I started with This is the End. Uh, I actually saw The Lone Ranger, and I'm not going to lie. Brain on or off, it was fun. I don't. I, to be honest, I don't understand why critics were bashing the fuck out of that movie. I think Disney it, was trying really hard to reawaken... Um, Pirates of the Caribbean spirit. ...excitement in, in westerns, and oh, yeah, that. lightning did not strike twice. They were able to do it with pirate movies, but I don't think they were able to pull it off this time. And, and so, Which is why I didn't go see it, unfortunately, because like I did want to go see it, because Lone Ranger kind of is like one of the first superheroes, so why not? Yeah. Um, I was like, I never got around to it. It's like it was never a top priority. And it's not like the Lone Ranger is extremely relevant for kids these days. Anyway, no. most kids don't know who the hell Lone Ranger is. Yeah, that's true. But they that's know Pirates of the Caribbean. Be like, it'd be like somebody going, hey, we're making another Shadow movie. Or, hey, I would, the I would Green Hornet the didn't do so well. I think it had a lot to do with it's people probably, didn't know who the fuck the Green Hornet was. Yeah. <laughs> and well, it's probably also closer to, like, hey, let's make a Davy Crockett movie, you know? And, like, that's just not... Yeah. <laughs> Are you this above- summer. <laughs> Are you a baby Sorry. boomer? Come see Davy Crockett. <laughs> um, well, Starring they, they did the statistics. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I would pay to go see that. Um, they did this, the statistics, and the average demographic age for people that saw The Lone Ranger, guess how old? 55? The average? Older. 40. 60. Uh, very close. 65. Yeah. The average, average? the average viewer of The Lone Ranger, I, I remember seeing this once, and I never saw the uh, uh, like a complimentary report on it, but yeah, I saw the average viewer for The Lone Ranger was 65 years old. <laughs> that must mean Jeez. like the median age would have been like 50. Yeah. And like the oldest was like ninety. Well, I'll tell you this much: when I went and saw it, which was a Tuesday or a Sunday matinee, you were the youngest kid in the theater by thirty years. Yeah, I was the youngest person there, and there was only twelve people there, all of them over forty, except me. I saw. Let's see, what else did I see this month? Um, I saw The Conjuring, loved it. Um, Saw Pacific Rim twice, double loved it. Um, I actually saw R.I.P.D. and it was pretty fun. A lot of people said that it was a big riff on um, Men in Black, where I can see the argument, but at the same time, I think this movie can stand on its own had Men in Black not come out. I think well, that was what about a big detriment. riff on Men in Black with Jeff Bridges just regurgitating 
Rooster Cogburn on to film again? uh, To be honest, I thought it worked. I really did. Um, In fact, it was a sassy, a really sassy modern approach to Rooster Cogburn. Um, And Mary Louise Parker, who was also in it, I thought she did a great job, actually. She, I, I love the characters that she plays, and I'm really excited to get started into Weeds. But yeah, she was sassy, monotone, and just deadpanning the entire time, and it was so good. And there's one moment in the movie at the end, which... Eh, fuck it, I'll spoil it. Surprise, uh, Jeff Bridges and Mary Louise Parker character has, you know, a relationship prior to this movie, and Jeff Bridges helps save the day, and of course Mary Louise Parker finally finds some interest in him. And what she does, instead of making out with him, she scarfs Jeff Bridges' goatee and then just goes, ah. And then Jeff Bridges goes, oh, dear God, she better go to me. <laughs> <laughs> Which was pretty funny. <laughs> wow. I don't know what to say to that. Oh. I know. That's odd. But she actually ate, well, not ate, she put Jeff Bridges' beard in her mouth. That's <laughs> awful. I, I feel bad for Ryan Reynolds, though, because he hasn't had a hit movie in in a while, two years now, because yeah. now we're talking Green Lantern, which wasn't a direct flop, but it just was very disappointing critically. Oh yeah, and Turbo also and came Turbo out the also, same weekend and as also R.I.P.D. flopped. Yeah. yeah, which is a shame. I didn't get to see Turbo, but um, I'm looking forward to it uh, myself. It's very sad. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, I saw the Wolverine, and uh, you know what? I I'm a sucker for the movie um, Unforgiven, and for let's see, what else? The Wild Bunch, and Seven Samurais. Uh, and I thought the Wolverine was like the best amalgamation of a Western and samurai movie. It was so oh, well done. I, I remember we saw Eric and I saw it together, and we we looked at each other and we said, like ten minutes in, this is already way better than anything X Men Origins the Wolverine could have yeah. uh, could have oh, possibly been. Sure. And then with the three of us in this room, we also saw together uh, Princess Bride uh, at a special screening in San Jose, and I uh, was there for a quote along. Well, time. let's backtrack for a second. If we're going to talk about alternative movie goings, we totally skipped over when we saw in late June, which was Jane Silent Bob's super groovy cartoon movie. I'm sorry. Jane Silent Bob's Followed by a live Q&A podcast of Jane Silent Bob Get Old. Yeah. And that was really, really fun. Super event. fun. I was very glad that I found that event. To yeah. go to, um, I wish I could have been there. They we, haven't. They haven't scheduled one anywhere near where I live right now. That's yeah. not fair. Well, it's gonna. It's gonna be coming out on uh, on VOD soon. I think so. Cool. Sean, definitely see this as well. It's oh, demented. Oh God, are you kidding me? It's it's freaking of course twisted. I'm gonna see it. <laughs> I will say, as far as like dirty cartoons and and you know raunchy comedies are concerned, it's probably not one of the best that I saw, but it was really fun, and you have these two characters that you absolutely adore. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have done with a little less of the Kevin Smith asides that were happening throughout the Yeah, he the had movie. a couple interludes. Like I think it was three or four of them. It was the more than three or four. <laughs> it felt like ten to okay. me. At least this is <laughs> Wait, what, it what are you guys talking like. about? Like there him were, just coming in? And, there were some live action asides to take they place, weren't, right? They weren't live action. It was him as a cartoon, oh, but it cartoon would, they would like pause, and he'd like pop up in the it's corner, like, and he'd hey, say some audience, stuff. Hey, audience, this is Kevin Smith, the writer here. Well, and so, yeah, so Kevin Smith wrote it, and then... Um, no, actually, Kevin. I thought it was Kevin Smith in conjunction with um, Jason Mewes. Kevin Smith wrote it, Jason Mewes produced it. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then, it's loosely based on their comic series of, of Bluntman and Chronic. Right. Yeah. It's actually the origin story of Bluntman and Chronic. Yeah. And it, and it's, it's fun. It's totally cool. Neil, Neil Gaiman does it. a voice. Um, <laughs> What's really funny is that they couldn't get Mark Hamill to do Cockknocker, so they got... Tara Strong. Tara Strong, who is, most of you will know is the voice of Bubbles from mm-hmm. uh, the Powerpuff Girls and Batgirl. 
on uh, the Batman the Animated Series, and she does Cockknocker as the Bubbles voice, and it's, it's hilarious. It's so damn funny. It is Actually, really good. Uh, okay, speaking of Mark Hamill and Tara Strong, I just saw a Vine video a couple of days ago of Tara Strong being Harley Quinn and Mark Hamill doing the Joker, and but it's them in person, and they're just like talking to each other, like they have like three oh. lines back and forth. He broke his rule. He never. He says he never lets people see his face when he talks as the Joker. Yeah, well, he 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 only says really one line, and then she says some stuff. But that's it's, awesome. He does really. He cool. slips into it. He did an interview about a year ago for Batman on Batman, uh-huh. and he slips into the Joker so easily, and it's unbelievable. Yeah. And Kevin Smith just keeps saying, "Oh man, you, I wish you guys could see what happened," because apparently it's a full transformation. Yeah. In like, in it's like he becomes a totally different person when he talks oh, as the Joker. That's so cool. Anyway, um, yeah, nerd. the movie itself was actually outside. pretty funny. It had it definitely had a lot of really really funny moments. Yeah. It had one my my favorite moment that happens at the end of the movie, and I'm not going to spoil it because oh, it's, I know exactly which yeah, part you're talking exactly. about. It's, it's twisted and it it's so fu- freaking funny. It is so fucked up. And then he makes fun of uh, the Dark Knight afterwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah, but go- going back to Princess Bride, so we already know from our previous episode to Blave, like from several months ago, that it's my favorite movie, one of your favorites, mm-hmm. Sarah. It's in my top five. When I, I also saw... love the movie. <laughs> well, you were, <laughs> well, you were really... a co-host then, so you, you shut were, your mouth. You also haven't really talked about how much you like it, so there we go. Yay. Be... Kevin Neither really likes that movie, too. Yeah. Hooray, we're all, all right. included. Now yeah. we're going to take 20 to 30 minutes for me and Kevin to talk about the Princess Princess Bride. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, Sean, oh my god, it's so good. All right, the movie opens. <laughs> Columbo and the kid from Wonder Years oh, are talking. Princess Bride by S. Morgenstern, chapter one. Buttercup was raised on a small farm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I love you, Brian. <laughs> That's so amazing how you did that. <laughs> Is it Brian good? could just become. Are you kidding? Fencing, fighting. So we basically we went and did this this quote along, and it's like full blown audience participation. People are you people know people in costume. We're all saying the lines along. They literally threw around a giant rodent of unusual size when it Several. came. Which was several. awesome. It was they so did, awesome. It was amazing. How they found found those? I have no idea. They made yeah. them. Did they make them? Yeah, probably. Oh, okay. um, they gave out like little goodie bags with like things that you pull out at certain times. Like they had like you can make your own little sword out of popsicle sticks. Mm. They had um, Lindor chocolates for Miracle Max's little things, which mine was really melty <laughs> and it got all was, over my though, shirt and stained my safe fair shirt. My favorite was your ticket was a name tag that says "Hello, my name is Nigga Montoya. You killed my father. Prepared to die," <laughs> which is on my purse. Like, a, like a "Hello, my name is" uh, tag. It was yeah. it was amazing. Yeah. It was really cool. So that that was definitely a fun event, and yeah, uh, uh, and as like both Brian and I and, and Kevin too, we were all like leaving, going, "Oh my god, guys, we should totally do like a script read for the podcast where yes. we do Princess we do want to do a, a script read for it, and we'll do all the voices, yeah, yeah, or so, even if we change the voices or do whatever. Dibs we just want on Fezic. Oh no, uh, nope. Sarah, you already claimed Fezic. I want to do. I want to be Fezic because yeah. I want to do like a like all a little right. kid voice. For I guess Fezic. I'll just kill myself then. <laughs> no, but we were thinking that you could do your drag queen voice. For, for Buttercup. Yeah. <laughs> you should be Buttercup. In really? the deepest, yeah. darkest voice you can think of. <laughs> oh, my dear Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And when I say you were, why is there fear behind your eyes? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, I'm in. That's way funnier. Yeah. Yes. Um, I unfortunately I've never been to a Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, in theaters uh, growing up, and I know I go I'm, see the live show. Go see like a, go yeah. see a th- theatrical production of and, it. Don't like, go I'm, see yeah. it in front of the movie. No, it's not the movie though. You can't do callbacks in the TV show in the, in the live theatrical. I, shows. Actually, in some of them, in some, some productions, some no, they will. The, yeah, yeah. that you a lot of theatrical ones they give you like a whole kit for whatever you want to do like yep. the squirt guns and mm-hmm. all the, that nonsense the one I most recently saw because uh, I have a friend who's in it she was one of the phantoms we had to get up in stage and we all did a time warp at the end of the uh, of the show which was actually pretty cool oh, when the bell was in? Uh, no my friend Yulia oh, okay. was in I've got an s- interesting side note for this Brian do you remember in our very very small Catholic school how we had like an 8th grade dance that was kind of in the annex attached to the gym Yes, the Anna's world's smallest yeah. gym ever. Smallest, it's way smaller, and it was just our class, which was like the, thirty-two. The people. roof was and they no had a joke, DJ, like maybe fifteen feet high. It was yeah, not that they, not that high. They had a DJ, and you could go up and request stuff. So I go up in eighth grade, and I'm like, and you request the time warp. Can you please pay the time warp? So it starts playing. The dance floor clears. Everybody looks very upset and awkward, and it's just me and the <laughs> teachers in the background, just fucking rocking out. <laughs> That's funny. That, that is credit. awesome. That's awesome. Yes. Wrapping up the summer for the month of August, we started off with two guns, the spectacular now, Europa report, Percy Jackson, Sea of Monsters. Elysium. Oh, that was the anticipation of the summer, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know, right. <laughs> Disney's uh, Planes, We're the Millers, Sean's favorite, Loveless, uh, In a World, <laughs> Lee Daniels, the Butler, uh, Paranoia, Kick-Ass 2, Jobs, Prince Avalanche, Ain't Them Body Saints, Your Next, uh, The Mortal Instruments, City of Bones, The World's End, The Frozen Ground, uh, Short Term 12, and then technically, as of this recording today, on August 30th, there was the uh, getaway, the lifeguard, and then <sighs> One Direction. This is us. This is uh, us in 3D. So basically, this is the studio's going. We don't know what to do with these movies. <laughs> Pretty much at this point. And they just yeah, except for the, the butler, one the getaway. Isn't the... that like Selena Gomez and insert Ethan Hawke? Yeah, insert barely relevant actor driving? here. Yeah, yeah. Um, with the exception of the it's butler, it's taken meets drive with none of the good things you remember from either of those movies. <laughs> Point taken. With the exception of the butler, though, because the butler definitely seems to be the one that is actually the first of award season. Uh, yeah, it's films. getting there. But if you take into consideration a lot of the small independent films that were released this summer, there's a lot of competition. If you know that's going to be added into the running with the Oscar season this year, maybe, if, maybe, yeah. If of all the ones that you listed for August, the only one I saw was uh, The World's End. Which was awesome. So fucking good. I only saw Elysium. Or Elysium. Elysium, yeah. yeah. Did anybody see Kick-Ass 2? I did. I want to. I'm probably going to see it Did tomorrow. you enjoy the shit out of it or not? Yes, I did. It is a worthy sequel to the first Kick-Ass. It's not as good, cool, but Cool, because a I love the first one, and I plan on seeing it this week. Sweet. I think you'll like it. So for me, for the month of August, I saw Elysium once. Um, I saw Kick-Ass 2 once. Uh, I saw The World's End, and I also saw Paranoia. Um, that was also a release for, if I'm not mistaken, July. But I will tell you this. I think the movie, for me, that wins the summer, The World's End. In, in my book, as much as there was so much awesome this summer, The World's End really ties it up for me. So Really? 
The one yeah. that's not that's yeah. not quite clear from the uh, trailers is it what is it, is it aliens? Is it robots? What's it going on? I'm, I don't want to tell you. Yeah, you don't want to spoil yeah, it. There's a reason why it. it's not in the trailer. Exactly. Okay. You would think that the trailer it's not zombies spoil- again, is it? No. No. Okay. Thank you. You would think that the trailer spoils a lot of it, which the American ones really did. To a degree, but luckily there's still a lot of mystery with the movie. There's, there I'll ruin it for gone. everybody. It's Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bunch of dudes with a lot of wives. I thought it was, you know, I, I really liked the movie. I thought it was extremely funny. I'd probably give it like an 8 out of 10, but it just, it was a little sh- slow in the beginning for me. So I think it, it took a while for it to get into it. And then um, I'm not sure how I, I'm not exactly sure how I feel about the third act of that movie. And so it was kind of. Really? Yeah. And I really don't I really don't know how I feel about the epilogue. So, um, but the epilogue is hilarious. It, I mean, it's funny. That's the thing. Though. It's really, really funny. But just on a like overall so, aspect, I'm just, yeah. so here I want to tell you one fact that might blow your mind. You ready? Okay. So this was made all in the UK. Do you know how much the budget was for this movie? Mm. Twenty million. Really? Twenty million yeah. pounds wow. or twenty million? 20, American? No, twenty million American dollars, and it's already made something like thirty or sixty million. Damn, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I gotta say, I like everybody in the lead cast. Uh, I mean, obviously, you put Nick Frost and Simon Pegg together, it's always a good combo. But the fact that Martin Freeman is brilliant. Oh, my God, yeah. I love Martin Freeman. Yeah, and, uh, I want Patty to Constantine him. is a uh, very underrated actor. Oh, completely. Uh, and the, and Eddie Marsden. Is, Eddie Marsden totally steals the show in this movie. Yeah. And it is so fucking good. So good. Yeah, Edgar Wright has rarely made a bad movie. Actually, I don't he think hasn't. He really, he really has not made a bad movie. So I'm. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that one as well. I guess, like, I, I love know. that just from the trailer, you can tell that they always have to reuse the guy crashing through the gate joke. Yes. Oh, yeah, and they do it so much. Yes. Or, it, sorry, it, the it fence. Works. Yeah. It, 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 it works so much. Oh, no, perfectly. no, no. It's, it's perfect. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I've been thinking a lot about why the world's end seemed to really, like, make my summer. And I guess it's just uh, having to do with a lot of things that have gone through in my life within the past, like, year or so. And at the same time, uh, I went on a vacation uh, for the first time in five years back to my hometown and I was able to visit a lot of the familiar sites that I grew up with see a lot of my friends well not not a lot but a, a good amount of them and it was like coincidental with the timing uh, and the themes that happened in this movie that I really resonate with because it's still so fresh in my mind uh, and the fact that I desperately desperately want to meet Simon Pegg Nick Frost and Edgar Wright and just talk for days to them because I think they would be just gangs of fun because I watched so many of their interviews when they're doing the press release and at each interview they mixed it up and tried to do something different even though the panel was uh, kept asking them more or less the same questions mm-hmm. they were having fun with it and so I like they're they're really hard working actors writers and directors but damn man they they make it look like the most fun and I love Simon Pegg's Twitter Following yes. him on Twitter is like the best decision yes. I ever made. Yes, so so good. Um, I actually want to talk about uh, one of the movies that uh, did make this list, but I only saw it through video on demand. It's called Europa Report. It's this really small independent sci-fi film about this team of astronauts that travel to the one of Jupiter's moons, Europa, uh, to try to discover life because it's one of the only quote unquote inhabitable planets our moons in our solar system and it has an atmosphere essentially yeah exactly or what and, we believe is an atmosphere and this movie had a budget f- uh, that was made for under 25 million and in order to prepare for this movie they actually did so much fucking research they actually consulted scientists from NASA and this movie scientifically is very 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 accurate but it plays out like a really well done drama a lot of really good acting the story is really interesting and they actually pull like a Christopher Nolan inception uh, with the narrative where they keep jumping back and forth in time to keep you guessing in terms of where the story is going to go next 
I was entertained the entire time. I saw it on a Sunday morning with breakfast and I was hooked. It was really well done. And so I would recommend it for any sci-fi fans out there. This movie was solid. It was really well done. So it's not so much science fiction or even thriller. It's just more like drama in space. Uh, you know, uh, like the phrase science fiction is starting to go out because a lot of things that have been drawn out of science fiction are now starting to become science fact. So I would say this movie dances on the line between science fact, science fiction, and drama. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I was very impressed with it. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, Elysium, for me, is going to be in my uh, top ten this year. Uh, I thought it was really well done, and although the message, the political message was a little heavy-handed, like I uh, said in my review that is up on our blog, um, it was a spectacular experience because I, uh, I got to see it in IMAX, and the acting was really well done, and the special effects were quite literally out of this world, no pun intended, because they used everything you can think of. They used stop motion, they used miniatures, they used CGI, they used practical. They used every trick in the book, and yeah. I love Neil Blomkamp for that. I love him for yeah, that. Yeah, the effects were pretty uh, spectacular, and I think this movie was more... I mean, the story to me was a bit contrived. It was acceptable. I went through it. Matt Damon was awesome. He really doesn't do bad work. Uh, it was. This is clearly an audition for him doing Halo, uh, which he is a protege of Peter Jackson, right? Yeah. And Jackson's been trying to prove that he can handle a big budget sci-fi movie, and this was his kind of way of being able well, to. Well, Halo it off. was technically his first project, and it got shelved a quarter of the way through the process because there was way too much um, Microsoft Studio interference and movie studio interference, and there was just no there was no compromise, and so they had to scrap it. And there's actually a lot of footage that you can find that they were able to shoot um, after effects were done and stuff, and oh god, it looks so good. There's only like maybe 10 or 8 minutes of it, but Neil Blomkamp's next uh, movie is actually a sci-fi comedy that Charlotte Copley, who is in District 9 and also uh, in Elysium, that's his next movie that's coming up, and it's a comedy with a sci-fi element added to it, so Interesting. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, um, Jodie Foster got a lot of criticism for the accent she chose as the Secretary of Defense, and I actually don't think it's that far off because... It's no. French and South African at the same time. Well, so she spoke French yeah. in the film. I think that was just kind of the upper crust kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it was it was very clearly South African. And I don't think the critics who judged her accent knew that South African has that weird combo of Dutch, English, and tribal African like pronunciations to it. Yeah. And being that Blobkamp is from South Africa, yeah. and that he makes a lot of his movies with that same social injustice... Social narrative commentary to, narrative, yeah. Absolutely. Because obviously it was it was much more present and much better executed, to be honest, in District 9. Well, he's, yes. um, but there's he's, still yeah, definitely an element of it here. Heavily influenced by apartheid, so... Uh, I'm kind of bummed at myself that I didn't get to see Two Guns because I'm a sucker for the Zell. And I know, uh, Sean, you're a sucker for the Zell, right? Oh, shit, I am. Um, you guys all know about Denzel Marchington. <laughs> yeah. Which I sort of stole from Sarah's Mel Brooksoweri. It's okay. I'm but thinking. Still. I'm thinking about doing another one soon, but I haven't decided who. I haven't settled on which uh, actor or director I want to go with. Ian McKellen, September. Fab Tober. Just watch like Apt Pupil, all the X Men movies, <laughs> Lord of the Rings, The Lord Shadow. Of the Rings. Let's see. I'm trying to think. There was one more other movie that I wanted to talk about. Um, I haven't seen The Butler yet, but that is definitely on the list up there with Blue Jasmine and The Spectacular now. Oh yeah, we're the Millers. Looking at the trailer for this, I thought it was just going to be like high concept and just underperforming, but apparently it's really well done in terms of like 
the level I enjoyed of the shit out of We're the Millers. Yeah? It was really funny. Yeah. Nice. I, I saw it, and I loved it. From what I heard, it was totally worth it for, I think, was it was the after credit scene? Or you said, that my brother said there was, like, oh, one yeah. scene that was just, like, totally worth going to see it. It's kind of, it's during the credits, they do a bunch of gags and stuff, but mm-hmm. the whole movie was hilarious. And the formula is obvious. When you watch it, you're like, oh, okay, I understand where this movie's going, but at no point does it stop you from enjoying it. Okay. So uh, does that that kid in the trailer that starts singing uh, Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls, does he do the entire song? That is the one scene I was laughing my ass off. He does. They're all singing that song, and he just ri- like does a whole verse by himself with his eyes closed, just <laughs> oh like God. feeling it the whole time, and it's classic. Nice. Um, all right, so that kid is actually British, and the first movie that he starred in was uh, this little tiny film called Son of Rambo. That was about this kid who fucking loves Rambo and with his other friend. They just go on these crazy adventures pretending that they're the actual son of Rambo. And they actually get in some real life trouble. But this is when he was, I want to guess, 12. And so in this movie, I think he's close to 18. It's really weird seeing him grown up because I, I was a big fan of that movie when it came out. But mm. he pulled off an American accent really well in the trailers. Does that carry through in the movie? Until you just said something, I would have had no idea Aha! that he was British. I, I think we can assume that most British actors who make it to our coast that can do an American accent do one pretty well. Yeah. If you watch BBC America, there's some pretty horrendous yeah. American accents that are done by British actors oh, there really? on their front. So clearly not all of them make it over. But the ones it's who all have done the vowels. They have problems yeah. with our vowels. But we have problems with theirs too. So we um, have problems with their whole accent. <laughs> I don't, but that's bullshit, just... Brian. <laughs> bullshit. That was horrible. Oh, bullshit, 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 bullshit. That's bullshit. That was man. bullshit. <laughs> he had a ruby the size of a tangerine. Of a tangerine. <laughs> the face. That's all Hobbled I know. I can do away. Michael B and Brian. Michael Caine. <laughs> um, well and that's our go to. Do you know what Michael Caine's real name is? I looked this up the other day. Huh. Maurice Whittlewhite. That is a That's way so cooler English. name. Hello, my name is <laughs> Maurice Whittlewhite. My name is Maurice Whittlewhite. I started my career with that name, and it didn't really get me many many acting jobs, so I decided to change my name. Maurice to more, Whittlewhite sounds like a more pedestrian, like a, a more side mar- character in a Guy Ritchie movie's name. Oh, yeah. yeah, totally does. So now I am Michael Caine. I'm Maurice Whittlewhite. I'm going to fucking tear you apart. Ah. <laughs> uh. Dude, to go from Maurice... Our British I like? listeners, I am so sorry for Sean's dialect. You can, uh... Sorry. You can all suck my uh, cook. Seriously, try to talk for two minutes. <laughs> if you like. I'm going to shut I'm up I'm over it. It's fine. No, go say ahead. It, say it. <laughs> I was just going to say that um, that was actually probably the one little slip-up when I was watching Blue Jasmine is, Cl- is Kate Blanchett's accent is not always perfect. It's not mm. always perfect. There's, like, yeah. little moments where I'm like, eh... But. And for the record, Kate Blanchett is actually Australian, oh, not yeah. English. No way. Really? Yep. Well, she has a really good British accent. Yeah. So, fail on your guys' part. Well, but whatever. Well, I didn't know it. My bad. I am honestly, I've never know. once heard her talking. Can we play a game? Can we play a game English or Australian? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but the, the thing is, I've never actually once ever heard her talking in an interview. Actually, that's very true. Same here. Yeah. I've only heard. I've only heard her in movies. I have. I have. Um, but yeah. that sounds like a great game. English. I mean, we should or play a Australian. game of English or Australian. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because depending on, I'll be honest, some Australian dialects, depending on what part, are very hard to tell the difference between. Uh, I mean, every English person will say, "Oh no, we can totally tell the difference," but that's because in England you go to the next village and it's a different yeah. Yeah. dialect. It's a difference between it's there, it's a lot of dialects in Australia are very close to the Cockney English accent. 
Oh, okay. They were derivatives of it, yeah, but it's evolved yeah. enough to where it's become its own kind yeah, of sound. Yeah, it's its own accent. Because um, they're all descended from criminals. <laughs> and yet, this is how our voice, yet our accent became something totally different, so go figure. I, so we're the worst criminals, then? <laughs> or we're the best ones. Look at how America turned <laughs> we out. We stole a country. Oh, I feel we terrible for We did steal a country. That. From By the way, we have a lot of Australian listeners, so I wanted to say the thing from crim- like descended from criminals, that's a total joke. That's just like an American we bullshit love, we love belief I, that's not 100% true. One of my so. life dreams is to go to Australia. Mm-hmm. Hey, Australians, you all are hot. I'm just going to put that out there. It's true. You, Every single one of you. Yeah, I'd fuck the shit out of your felony committing asses. <laughs> <laughs> and there goes all of our Australian listeners. <laughs> Steven, I am so sorry. Yeah, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> and make sure that your daughter's not listening Please, to this one. Not this <laughs> one. Love of God. Oh, uh, and all of our other Australian listeners, sorry. Please, womp womp. don't hate us. We're, we love you. We promise. <laughs> we are your distant American cousins, the vagabonds. Yeah. Um, let's take a couple seconds here because this has been a fun summer. But I mean, it's kind of funny because when we started doing this podcast, my original idea was it was me and Dave talking about movies, and we would have occasional guests. Thinking back over the last year, there has been one episode where it was just me and Dave. Huh. And only one. It was the second episode. Every single time since then, there's always been someone who was not who I originally thought was going to be a permanent staple. There's plenty of episodes where it was just you and I, Sarah. Mm-hmm. It kind of became a family operation, you know? Although, you know, it's really funny. Um, when you, you talked on the Nerds on History podcast with Eric about how Nerdomony kind of got started. It was funny when you talked about kind of like how I jumped on board. And, and when you told me uh, at my 4th of July party last year that uh, that you were starting a podcast and that, you know, you were really excited about it. And you, you said on your on your show that I was like, oh, yeah, and no, I really want a guest on it. I really want to be a guest on it. Da, da, da. What I told you was I'm going to be on your show. I'm going to host your show. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I was always thinking, yeah, I'll let you guest. I'll let you guest. And I'm just like, no, no, Brian, I'm going to be on your show. <laughs> And look where we are. And look where we are. And here the I was. The power of Sarah Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so, she is always right. And, well, here's the she thing. literally just stuck her arm up my ass and turned me into a meat puppet. And, <laughs> and, and I was honestly amazed. I was so amazed that she pulled that off that I, I couldn't say no at that point. Well, I think it's just pretty clear that I am a force to be reckoned with. So there we go. That's true. <laughs> On the opposite end of that, For the though, record, Brian told me when we were at our manicure. family reunion, like, I'm starting a podcast. I'm starting a podcast network. I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever cool and then you're like hey can you like edit some of this second or first <laughs> no, no, first no. Second episode? no 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 can no you no help no me? i asked you to listen just to hear, hear what you thought and then you offered your editing services which i am in tr- by the way for not not don't get me wrong i am internally grateful for <laughs> because this first year wouldn't have been possible without you being able to edit these podcasts together you asked me to edit at least the beginning and end parts of the first episode you asked me but you you volunteered to edit everything else from here on forward. Well, of course, because after I touched it, I had to have some sort of control. <laughs> but it, honestly, it, I was like, it, ah, it, that's fun was, that you're doing this, and then now here we are. Admit it, you like the podcast, and you wanted. I love the part shit of it. out of it. I really, I remember at first you going like, "Can you do this?" I said yes, and then I said, "Hey, I want to do this as a permanent thing." And then you were like, "What about nerds on history? We do that." And I was like, "I don't really care about history." And now nerds on history is way bigger than us. <laughs> <laughs> and you enjoy editing that one quite a bit. Actually. Oh yes, I do. I enjoy 
everything about Nerdonomy, and honestly, I wouldn't have been able to get to know Sarah or Aww. Eric or Kevin or Dave. Oh, Even shucks. though I'd met Dave briefly before, I wouldn't have gotten to know all you cool people. Aww. And my life would be an empty shell. My my Grinch heart just grew in two sizes too big. <laughs> What's that like having a heart that has the ability to grow? What's it like it's, having a heart? It's painful. What's that like having a soul and a heart? Tell it's, me. Oh God, it's painful. It's so exhausting. <laughs> but overall, it's nice. <laughs> I guess it, it pumps blood through your system so you can stay alive. I mean, so blood. does pornography. Blood. I, thought, I thought human veins were full of ice water. <laughs> Just, but that's because you grew up with me, Brian. <laughs> oh, oh, it's true. No. <laughs> and, then, and then with with me, I, I I work with you, Brian, and I overheard you and Eric talking about this, and I heard the words movie and podcast, and I went, <gasps> "What? Okay, Hello, so my name's Kevin. So nice to meet you. I, I say this." And I mean, again, I mean this in the absolute best way. Kevin is the nerdiest guy I know. <laughs> and hearing uh, him get about films in our break room at work, I was like, we have to have him on the show at least once. And I think our first episode was the uh, Women on, in Behind the Camera episode, right? Yeah. Then you came on the second time. I can't remember what the second episode was that you were on. Oh, but how it was do I like, remember this? But you were like, you were, the first time was just, it was all us having a bunch of fun. But the second time, you like, you came prepared. You had like a list of notes and you were ready, you were on the ball ready to go. I was ready for that first episode and the second one. That's right. Yeah. I did uh, my research. And you fit in so well that we're like, we had to, you know, just. We had to make yeah, it a regular. Actually, I remember now the, you're a co-host. Yeah, I remember the day where both you and Eric pulled me aside and was like, Kevin, we have something that we want to share with you. You're the father of our child. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but no, seriously, yeah. I, I remember when you pulled me aside and said, you know, Kevin, you, you've been on a couple <clears> episodes and Eric and I think you really fit well into this podcast and we think that you should be a staple of nerdonomy, especially in Nerds on Film. And yeah, I got choked up a little bit. It's like the cool kids in school asking me to join their club. What the fuck Aww. were we the cool kids? <laughs> now you gotta be a fat kid. Yeah, yeah, I was the fat kid. <laughs> Come on, you guys, let me join. <laughs> no, I'm saying no, oh, no. Your terrible. initiation was you had to beat up a fat kid. <laughs> oh. Oh yeah, there was that too. That's I, the initiation for everything. Like when I when I got into when I tried to apply for AAA, they made me beat the shit out of a fat kid. <laughs> like and the neighbor. only one like I could neighbor. find was like really young. But whatever, I had to get my fucking membership on, so <laughs> five calls. Sorry, for Timmy. I'm sorry I curb stomped you in front of your Get grandmother. Oh. <laughs> hey, he was five. He, had, he was five. His he parents had plenty of time to out. enjoy his fat guy antics. Whoa. Damn. That jokes. These are all jokes. That got, that got really dark. <laughs> that got terrible. Terrible. Oh, I was just going to say that I, I, I don't ever recall being a cool kid, but Jesus Christ, Sean. You guys are always the cool kids. I've never been the cool kid ever. Well, now you are. I I was never. You need to go beat the shit out of a fat kid, Sarah. It's liberating. (laughs) Now we get to talk to eighteen-year-olds who listen to our show and say, "Hey, you know what? You are the cool kids because you listen to our show." And people who aren't don't listen are probably cooler. But it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) You can set a trend. That's right. That's right. So here's what you do: you go to the hipsters and you say, "You guys listen to this podcast, Nerds on Film. Nobody listens to it. It's amazing. And then (laughs) nobody listens to it. It's terrible. And then they will listen to it." I think we just figured out our secret. Marketing. (laughs) Don't listen to Nerds on Film. 
hipsters. <laughs> it's a hipster pyramid scheme. Yeah, yeah. instead of instead of stickers and t-shirts and stuff, we'll just write in terrible handwriting on the inside of very small jazz clubs, bathroom stalls. In Santa Cruz, Portland. com. It's ma- fucking horrible. I've always wanted to do an ad for hipsters. Do you like to wear a mustache that's 70 years outside of your current period of time? Do you wear jeans that are two to three sizes way too tight? Do you like to put on vintage t-shirts or shirts with obscure imagery on it? Then you should be a hipster. That's cute. And you should probably not wink listen to nerds on film it's terrible it's do you awful. like everything neither do we <laughs> nerds on film oh my god sean for that reals for real 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 ad for nerds on history for reals <laughs> pretty pleased with sugar on top that's pretty rad actually <laughs> pretty rad. neither do we nerds on history <laughs> oh man oh my gosh that's great you have um, listener feedback. You have listener I do feedback? Too. I do too. Cool. Oh shit, cue the song, Sean Mo. Corrections and feedback, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. All right, so this little I bit. I love cueing myself. I know you do. Just <laughs> mm, you cue yourself off. all night long. Mm-hmm. All night long. <laughs> It's so gross. Stop oh, it. Oh, John. Stop it. Sean, put it, put it Our away. listeners can't tell, away. but this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sean, dude, you're you're you're. I love webcam. the look on Brian's face. Like clearly, uh, one year ago today, I told myself this would never be this, <laughs> but it has become this. Oh, Sean, like it was Sean, your camera just got really blurry podcast. all of a sudden. Oh, dear God, <laughs> Kevin. Kevin, this is the time where you don't want to t- take the ball, okay? <laughs> if he passes the ball, you drop that shit. <laughs> okay? All right. Let's hear it. All right. So this little piece of listener feedback comes from our dear friend, Steven. Again, so, so sorry for all that shit we said about Australia because earlier. Because it is the coolest place on earth, yeah. mate. <laughs> um, Kevin, don't make it worse. <laughs> Fuck Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you guys. And I think I got this one on Monday, I believe. So it says, hi, Sarah. Loosely sort of based on semi-actual events was excellent, so pass on the praise to the boys. I look forward to every new episode with a great deal of anticipation, and the nerds have yet to fail me. The only yes. The only other podcaster that even comes close is Dan Carlin, and he produces a far more serious brand of entertainment. Damn. He, That's the second time we've heard yeah. that comment. Really? Sweet. Says, in fact, the other day I was about to enter the Blue Mountains, my local mountain range, uh, phone slash internet dead zone, and the choice was to download the latest Common Sense or Nerds on Film. <gasps> I chose Nerds. Whoa. I know, isn't that sweet? Damn, Steven. <laughs> As to the kids in my topic, oh, his... Uh, his um, subject line said kids say the damnedest things um says as to the kids and my and the topic my 15 year old daughter listens to a vetted selection of nerds on film episodes <laughs> as well as the occasional nerds on history she was checking out the facebook page on my ipad when she saw the latest photos the ones that david posted up of our last recording session um kevin is apparently good looking Damn, thanks, Steve. Is she saying she couldn't tell that from his voice? That's fucked up. I guess so. The the 15-year-old said that. (laughs) Well, excuse me. I'm so sorry. (laughs) And uh, it says, uh, Kevin is apparently good-looking, and you, meaning me, didn't look like she expected. When I asked for clarification of what you should look like, she thought about it for a few moments and then said that your voice sounds like you should be taller. 
Wow. So there you go. <laughs> Taller. I'm so glad I am putting her through private school. <laughs> so so Sarah sounds like an Amazon, apparently. Well, I so I replied back to him and I said, um, you know, basically, thank you for the praise. And I was going to, you know, pass along all the, the praise and stuff like that to the guys. And I said he was a brave man for letting his daughter listen to us. <laughs> and then. Ask for our heights for some reason. So, I, yeah, I, I went and I actually told him everybody's height. I gave him a list of everybody's height. So, so she could have an idea and know the fact that yes i am the shortest out of everybody and i basically said thank you for the compliment that my voice gives off an impression of stature <laughs> and i don't remember telling you my height sarah oh, you, no you mentioned your height before in a previous yeah, episode have, so, have, I, I, which told. is so sean is six six davis six three kevin six two brian six foot eric six foot me five four and Ooh. yeah. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Really? No, no, not at all. We haven't done that this episode. So short people got no reason. Short people got no reason. That's a horror song, hand by the through way. That webcam and Does I anybody notice how fucked up dick. that song is? No, it's I've never terrible. heard it. Well, but. But he himself is short, so that's what makes it funny. Oh, okay. Yeah, he himself yeah. is a really short person. That's all right. Honestly, it's way easier being short. Being a tall person, I'm Sucks. constantly being exploited so, to grab so shit off the top shelves and, and whatnot. And ask if uh, I get to if I play basketball. You said we telling yeah. me the song is self-loathing, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, so then, anyway, I wrapped it up basically saying uh, I'll accept that she expected me to be taller. Hell, she could have said a lot worse. So I'll assume that, and if anything, private school is teaching tact and civility, which is money well spent. I say. So well done. Awesome. Again, thank you, Stephen. Yeah, thank you. I uh, have uh, one more that I want to read. Well, real quick, I've got some too. I got one that we didn't yeah. read yet that I promised Sean, this person I'd read. Mine, mine will be last because mine's right. a really important. Yeah. Well, actually, one. I think mine should be last because it has to do with some who won our trivia this week. Mine is a little more sentimental. That's all so. good then. All right. Uh, real quick, uh, because of that awesome comment towards me, Stephen, you and your daughter get to send me a request and I will say it over the air. Whatever you want. Booyah. There you go. Cool. I Kevin? want you to read the Unabomber's manifesto. Sean, you can email me at Kevin at nerdonomy.com. If you are with the FBI, you can Sean can be found at 901 Road. Number That's my real fucking address. Dude. Sean, cut that out. Cut, yeah, definitely cut no, that out. No, I'll just bleep out yes, certain parts. Bleep it Durango, out. Colorado, blank, 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 one. Well, jeez, that's... 81301. That's <laughs> All right, um, so Sean, you me. go next. Yeah, so uh, Benny, I'm sorry, Benny. I told you I'd read this last week, but we got uh, heavy into that game, the Bizarro movie quote, so I forgot to. But uh, Benny says, this is via Facebook. Hey guys, just want to say you guys do a killer job every week, and I'm glad you added Sean to your team. That's not to say that you guys weren't great before, but now I think it's perfect. Keep up the great work, Benny. And that really warmed my heart because I was worried for a minute that I was ruining everything. The circle is now complete. Benny, it's good to hear from yeah, you. Yeah, it's again, like where everybody's talking about cool movie parts, and then I'm just like, you know, Hi, ah, guys. dead babies, or like. <laughs> ah. Fuck me with a sandpaper condom. Shit like that. Oh. So thank you, Benny, for enjoying my antics. All right. Um, yes, Benny, thank you for... Thank you for... I'm just yes, grateful that the rest of the world is not nearly as puritanical as America is, because I think they... The rest of the world finds this hilarious, apparently. Yeah. I'm Sweet. worried we're going to get, like, boycotted in some part of the South or something. All right, so uh, mine comes from Jessica, uh, the... Previous time I was on, uh, she gave me some listener feedback. And, uh, is this she past a friend of yours? She is. Okay. 
but that doesn't matter. No, it doesn't count. It's your asking. friend, Kevin. Well, Come on. anyway, she won one of our contests this past week on Facebook, no, so she just sent yeah. me literally what she wanted to uh, for Go me ahead. to shout out. You guys ready? I'll allow it. Go ahead. All right. <clears throat> we nerds promised to do another Pixar episode. We need to continue the history. Also, and just to spice it up, favorite movie quote from a movie? Thanks for all your hard work. So we have to give our favorite movie quote from a movie. Yep. Okay, so I'll just do mine first. Go ahead. I remember one time I was in a place like this, Sri Lanka, formerly Salon. It was about three in the morning, and I had to find a thousand brown M&Ms to fit in a brandy glass, or Aussie wouldn't go on stage that night. So, Jeff Beck pops his head around the corner and notices there's a little sweet shop around the edge of town. So we go, and it's closed. So there's me, and Kate Moon, and David Crosby breaking into this little sweet shop, right? Well, instead of a guard dog, they've got this great big bloody Bengal tiger. I managed to handle the tiger with a can of mace, but the shopkeeper and his son does the different story altogether. I had to beat them to death with their own shoes. Nasty business, really. But I got the M&M's, <laughs> and Ozzy went on stage and did a great show. Well Wayne's World done, too. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, that one cannot awesome. follow that. <laughs> I can. Uh, go for it. Yeah, go for it, Sean. <laughs> My cousin yeah, Walter point. jerked off in public once. True story, he's on a plane to New Mexico when all of a sudden the hydraulics went. The plane starts spinning out of control, and I, he whips it out and starts beating it right there. And all the other passengers, they take a cue from him, and they start whipping it out and beating like mad. So all the passengers are beating off, plummeting to their certain doom, when all of a sudden the hydraulics kick back in and the plane rights itself. It lands safely, and everybody puts their pieces or whatever you know away in D-board. Nobody mentions the phenomenon to anyone else. Well, did he come or what? Jesus Christ, man, there's some things you don't talk about in public. <laughs> True story. I actually, I walked into an audition for a main stage show my freshman year of college with <laughs> absolutely nothing prepared. Nothing prepared. Didn't even read the script. I'm talking to all these people. They all read the script twice and shit. And they all picked monologues from that show to do and I walked in and did that mall rat thing out of no like stoned off my ass just decided hey, I'm gonna go audition and got like one of the lead roles <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. amazing <laughs> yeah oh fuck I that's really difficult to follow because I mean all right I've got mine my favorite quote which yes, I, I mentioned before like a few episodes ago not that I condone fascism, or any ism for that matter. Isms, in my opinion, are not good. A person should not believe in an ism. He should believe in himself. I quote John Lennon. I don't believe in Beatles. I just believe in me. Good point there. After all, he was the walrus. I could be the walrus. I'd still have to bum rides off people. Yes. There's the yeah. Well done, sir. All right, so here's mine. It's not the years, honey. It's the mileage. Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. God, that was awesome. It's Anybody just... else's nerd boner? Real hard purple pulse city. Sarah, even though you're a chick, you can have a nerd boner. Yeah, no, my 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 lady boner is just is, is your nerd clitoris outside of its hood pulsating <laughs> and waiting for a gentleman caller. That is getting cut. That is totally getting cut. Sean, let me just put it this way: there is a rainforest in my panties right now. There you go. <laughs> That's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> no segue from that one whatsoever. Thank you for listening to Nerds on Film, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to bring it home on a, on a sentimental note. This is from Brett, who has emailed us in the past. 
This is going to be a sappy email, so bear with me. Ha ha. Uh, in the past four years of my life, I'm 24, I've been through some deep depression issues, and I've found that laughter is the best medicine, not medication, other than my one-year-old son bringing joy to my life. When I started listening to various uh, podcasts over the years, including both of Nerdonomy, by the way, in parentheses, I stole my girlfriend's iPod so I could listen to Nerds on Film because he couldn't listen, to, he couldn't find it anywhere through uh, the Windows marketplace. Oh, he was the one who couldn't get it on his Windows yeah, phone, right? so he stole his girlfriend's iPod to do it. Even though it's only been a couple of months with yours, it has helped me with a lot of dealing with it and has actually inspired me to pursue not only tr uh, trying schooling for the third time and to go for something I've always loved, which is history from around the world, but also to start up a podcast of my own with my friends. So I want to say thank you for being an awesome part of my life, and please, please, please keep up the amazing work on both podcasts. P.S. Feel free to talk about this in the listener feedback, regardless of how personal it might be. Oh my gosh. Folks... That was amazing. Sean's getting teary-eyed. Yeah. I'm getting a little teary-eyed, too. I am getting teary-eyed, and this, I thought it you showed me that I actually still have a soul. Thank this you. This is what we do. Yeah. We inspire people. That's that's really awesome. And, and honestly, Brett, like, if you start that podcast with your friends, please send Let us the link. We yeah. will totally listen, and uh, and we'll plug the shit out of it. And honestly, dude, more power to you. Good on you. Like, this is, that's huge to think that anybody's been affected by anything that we do that yeah, much. So I, I want to thank you for being just a great listener, man. That's what we're here for. Brett, we are um, deeply honored and deeply humbled by your comments. So thank, thank you, you very Brett. much. Mm -hmm. You make what we do seem worth every single hurdle that we have to jump over. Every bead of sweat that we sweat in the, yes. in the nerd cave. <laughs> and folks, our pledge with year two is to take Neuronomy further and uh, better than it's ever been before with our new endeavors, our new website, yes. our new video Listener content. feedback prizes online will contain blowjobs from either me or Kevin. We'll be the only ones giving the blowjobs. Well, Sean, I have been told that I am very giving. <laughs> Indeed you are, Kevin. Indeed you are. Thank so, you for last night, by the way. Guys. My pleasure. I am so glad that you have come on this crazy journey with us for the past year, and we look forward to year two as we go more on this crazy journey and hopefully don't run out of gas. So until we meet again, please stay nerdy and tune in to us next week. Same nerd time, same nerd channel, nerdonomy.com. Bye. Peace. Thank you. And roll credits. And now, famous movie quotes you should not say during sex.